hotels is barony third. We might die, but how will you live with yourself? Move to tears. Couldn't bear the weight of his own shame. And that's how I talked us out of the stockade. What are you talking about? His first mate cut into comms and dunked on our rusted shitbox of an ether wagon for a full minute. Until they let us go out of pity. Nah, I'm pretty sure it was my rousing speech. And what the hell's that sound? Given the tush tickler that I just scraped out, probably the air purity alarm. Nah, that's not it. Yeah? Well, wait till it gets to you. It's like someone threw up into a bag of rotten potatoes. Dex, I know what the air purity alarm sounds like. It goes off every night, every time you make your bean stuff cat. Oh, 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 no. Oh, holy shit. Dex, that is foul. It's like a lactose intolerance, all you can eat mac and cheese outhouse dump bucket. Oh, 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 Dex. I've been keeping that bad boy in the chamber for a dull moment on the show. This qualifies. Look, that could be the. Whew, that could be the proximity alarm. They catch a signal jacket on a major comm station, you'll be blowing up a two bedroom in some void prison. Relax. Nobody catches Dex jacking. Not true. It's just the auxiliary comms. The aux comms? Wait, are we getting a call? Oh shit, I think we are. <laughs> uh, uh. Hello, caller. You're on the con with Dex and Com. I mean, uh, you're on the comms with Con and, uh. Uh, what's up? Hey there, this is Private Patty Cake. I'm a long hauler for West Barony Mercantile on the Red Hot Line. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> I got a question for Con. Fire away, my commercial compatriot. And may I just say, my Red Hot goes out to the good folks keeping the goods flowing. Logistics and transportation are the lifeblood of commerce and community. <laughs> whoa! Hey, Con, how you doing? Thanks, man. Crazy to be talking to you. Anyway, yeah, so. I'm from Kane, uh, not not proper or anything, so I'm pretty lost when it comes to barony politics. They decide my checks, you know? <laughs> so I was wondering, why do they call it the Kingdom of Nod when there's no king? I've heard of a duchess, a marquis, plenty of barons and earls, but no king. What gives? Oh boy. <laughs> I'm glad you asked, my Kainite brother. See, the history books will tell you that Nod was first unified under the second Lich King, known as the Living Shroud. They say it was then ruled by conquering monarchs until the baronies rose up in 74 AB and established the Confederation of Baronies, sometimes called the United Baronies, the centennial of which will be celebrated this year. Anyway, after the baronies ousted the 12th Lich King, a queen in fact by the name of the Chonel Maw, they completely outlawed the practice of lichcraft. This led to mass executions, today they call it the debridement, but lichcraft or some form of it is still practiced in the dream away from prying eyes of the barony lucidities. But the only known lich is the forgotten child, out in the dream wastes to the west of strife. The very home of your proud organization. So to sum up, the Kingdom of Nod is an artifact of the days before expansion, when Nod's only conquests were her own baronies, and the only subjects her own people. Today that kingdom is an empire, strangling nascent islands for every wit of Ergon before subjugating them to her oppressive rule using the League of Ultimate Questing as a de facto police force, an advanced raiding party. Does uh, that answer your question, Patty Cake? Patty Cake? You there? He hung up the second you got to debridement. Is that when someone steals your wife? What? No, you ignorant dip. It's when you clean dead flesh from a wound, an excoriation of extra exodermis. Yeah, whatever. Oh, look, we got another caller. Another one? Hot dog! 
Hello, caller. You're on the comm with Dex and Con. Hi, Dex. I've got a question for you. Baby, I got answers. Con says you're an imp. Where do imps come from? Yeah, funny you should ask. You see. The odor of vomit and industrial fume takes on a metallic tinge as blood spreads from one of your fallen foes. Footsteps echo down the alley as those who have escaped your wrath seek refuge from the fate of their allies. You have a decision to make. Hunt down the witnesses, dispose of the bodies, or turn yourselves in. Gadjo, go bog that guy down. We'll be right behind you. I'll try. Uh, I want you to imagine Gigil as having a head encased in a water tank. So when he runs, his face, his head. So only from the neck up does his gelatinousness kind of show. And it sloshes like all the way forward. Then all the way back when he starts to pick up speed as if trying to just keep form. When he turns the corner, it like slingshots and then slaps onto the side of the wall. <laughs> you pass by Litabug, who is immediately awakened by the stomping through the trash. <laughs> Only cowards flee from challenges. I'll come racing after Gidgel, just probably eating into a pile of shit that Lita's in as I come around the corner too fast. <laughs> Why are we yelling? That is going to start us off on a skill challenge. I'd like everybody to go ahead and roll me initiative. Oh, ding. Let's catch this punk. Gigil is 11. Daru gets a 14. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer Dara or Lou as a shorter? Dara. All right, Lou. I've got a 15. <laughs> Antroth has an 18. That brings us to the top of the initiative, not with our sloppy friend Gigil, but with Sir Troth. It takes more than trash to slow Troth down. <laughs> he emerges triumphantly covered in diapers and mop heads. <laughs> he pursues as quickly as he can, picturing not being in a gross biohazard alley, but in fact, a nice serene canyon. And he goes into full survival mode to try to listen and watch and follow. He's in hunt mode. I like it. Tap into the concrete jungle. Yes. <laughs> I'm using new dice. I got to figure out which one's my juicy, which one's my juicer. So this is survival with a 21. What that juicy do? Okay. As you take off down this cobblestone and concrete canyon, you begin to detect the life that surrounds you. The hidden life, the life of those within the walls, beneath the floorboards, in the cellars, in the inns, crawling through the sewers, creeping between the cobblestones. You have hunted prey before, and this is no different. Lita! Iris, what did you do? You can't just kill a guy! (laughs) Oh, God, my head! Uh, Fine. Iris, fire up the chug jug. We're gonna need some (laughs) acid. I'm gonna go find this guy. Chug jug. (laughs) Lita is going to take a somewhat slower approach than Gigil, because if Gigil lost eyes on this target maybe he's hiding Mm. i'm going to use investigation to look for signs of hiders okay okay 18 beautiful you don't find any 
hiders, but what you do find is witnesses. Now, keep in mind, this place is a seedy death trap, and therefore most people don't seem inclined to uh, snitch. You point these out to your allies successfully. That makes it Darlu. Darlu is not too concerned about the witnesses. His people have a long and storied history of coming to this place and killing people. He is more concerned about the one person running. Shock is important, and sometimes you have to send a message. With that, I'm going to try to mix together my dissonant whispers and a little bit of the booming projection from Thaumaturgy to fill the alleyway with haunting whispers. The faster you run, the louder your heart is, and we're on the prowl, boyo. Ooh. Can I do that with intimidation? Please do. Cool. 19 total. 15 plus 4. Are y'all capable of rolling bad in this one? I fucking guess not. All right. That's three successes in a row. Looking pretty (laughs) fucking fresh. You hear the footsteps hesitate and slow slightly, and you're not quite sure if he's going to stop, but it definitely gives Gigil time to catch up. Hell yeah. Gigil. I feel as though getting a higher point of view would be advantageous to us. So even though I am still chasing, I'm going to try and kick off the walls and get it perhaps onto a rooftop so that I can see which corners this ruffian is taking. Fair enough. Water runs uphill today, baby. (laughs) Tic tac off the wall. That is going to be a 17 for acrobatics. God, y'all. He put away his weird human toes and grew his tic-tac-toes. Okay. All right. <laughs> you jump onto the roof of a nearby building, and from there you get a vantage point on more of this town. But not much. The whole place is covered in a thick pink and purple haze. The haze of ether. The haze which keeps the haze of the dream at bay. You cut across the top of this building, the thatch not exactly made for running, but more than capable of holding your liquid and amorphous form and when you get to the other side you see a main street and your target this dad looking motherfucker seems to be carving his way through this street and knows exactly where to go but his repeated looks back and his occasional hesitations suggest he might be on the brink of turning back that would bring us to the other witnesses but with your successful intimidation they skip their turn oh sick mm. and now it is search off as the group is pursuing for the most part. And uh, we now have eyes on the target. Droth is going to continue chasing at top speed. And if I can get close enough, my intent is to attempt to thorn whip their dad fat ankles to betrip them <laughs> and slow them up. I've heard of baby fat. I've never heard of dad fat. <laughs> sweet, sweet dad mm. fat. We, we sell dad fat by the barrel around here. <laughs> um, can I do a nature check to attempt to bevine him? Ooh, nature to bevine. Nature to bevine. That makes sense to me. That is a 16 total. That is a success. Your amazing level three skill challenge was completely fucking trounced by your 16 plus <laughs> rolls. You, you sick bastards. We're, we're drunk, but we can't be stopped. <laughs> Gigel on the rooftop points out the errant father to you, and you manage to catch him with a vine whip manifested from some nearby ivy growing on a wall. You drag him screaming back over to you, and while some of the people around are taking notice, they don't seem to care. Just another day on Main Street, (laughs) dad's getting whipped by mushroom men. A thick muck runs down the gutters, 
the people slosh through it on their way to whatever business they might have. Of note, however, is their dress. It is of style and type, unlike any other. That is to say, it is like all others. Everyone is dressed differently. Each individual person seems to come from miles around. Different baronies, aesthetics, different time periods, some in bright, shocking colors, some in the grays, drabs, and earth tones of menial workers. Among the noble, a common trend is seen. Masks. Some ivory, some metal, all of them worked into grotesque shapes, as if mocking the human face. None of you are familiar with the tradition, but the effect is potent, especially on that of Sir Troth, who has not seen this many people in perhaps their entire life. No, the f- fucking you guys are pretty much the first posse he's seen in a long time. <laughs> Hopefully, they're garish costumes make him not stand out too much as he drags this fat dad through the mud (laughs) eager to get away from the busyness of the street the man is uh clawing away from you trying to pull free of the vine get away from me you dream scum tut tut you must face the consequences of your actions my actions it's your actions you gotta be worried about i will attempt to just pull him back into the alley to reconverge with the group Uh, Go ahead and give me an athletics check to see if you can do so fast enough that he doesn't reveal what's happened. Mm, Athletake. (laughs) Athletake. That's the kind of mushroom you are. (laughs) The second the skill challenge ends, the luck slides downhill. (laughs) That is an eight. Ooh. Ooh, not so great. Not so great. You can't do this to the Gorse Heralds. Where have you? You finally managed to get your hand around his mouth and pull him into the alley. To whose heralds now? If you stop screaming, the mushroom man will move a finger. Mm. You ready to stop? It is an oversight in design to require a mouth hole to speak. He farts. (laughs) Oh, you want to have a spore battle, dude? (laughs) Mine killed your buddy. I'll drop a crop right here. (laughs) (laughs) I will move my fungal fingies. The Gorse Heralds. The Gorse Heralds. Gorse. Like the bush. Right, buddy. We don't have bushes where I'm from, so go ahead and take that again real slow. Why are you bringing a bush about? Are you saying that the plants here are what keeps the peace? You fucking dreamt. Well, not one of you's natural. Well, he for sure is. Points at trough. <laughs> you cross the gorse heralds. They're not going to think kindly on this. That's their man you killed. He nods over to the wolf. Do your shrub barons care nothing of self-defense? <laughs> shrub baron. We was only trying to bring you to heal for what you done. And that was? You stole our bank. We have money. At least you tried to. Ah, that sounds like us. <laughs> that doesn't sound like me. Nor I. And we're both looking. <laughs> Everyone just <laughs> looks at Hey, I only take what belongs to me, which is anything I want. And I can assure you nothing they have belongs to them proper. But what proof do you have that we even attempted this? Yeah, yeah. Put on the proof. What do I look like? Some kind of sheriff. You really don't. 
when the heralds tell you to do something, you do it. One of them wants to form a posse, look for a bunch of dreamt come in and make a problem, you do it. You want to kill me? Fine. But you're going to bring the hammer down on you. I don't think we have any shared interest in your demise. But, Gidgel, would you mind apprehending this individual? I'm feeling strangely again. Passing it off to Gidgel. I will grapple this man with the comfort of a sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna worry about me grossing. If you ain't gonna kill me, let me go. I don't want to drag him around wherever we're going. I just got one more question for you. Where the fuck's our fifth? Like me, but uglier. I think you've finished the bottle in the inn. No, you twat. The fifth one of us. Oh, the thief. <laughs> no, we got her. Point at Lita. Hey, I didn't take nothing. <laughs> if you want to keep your fingers, don't point at me. <laughs> if you're talking about a sin eater, I haven't seen him. But you know he's a thief. Right, like I said. When the heralds tell you to do something, you do it. You're useless. All right, throw him back in the night soil where he came from. Because it's an order, Gigil will <laughs> lift him and then try and throw him at an angle to maximize sliding in the <laughs> night soil. <laughs> right? Like like a bowling ball, you don't want that to slam down. <laughs> right, right. Right. You want a nice, smooth, controlled. Sure, sure. The old shit and slide. <laughs> Kids game across the world. Give, give me a sleight of hand on that one. Sleight of hand. Get it? Slide of nah. hand. Give me a, a slide of man. Slide of man. That's an 11. <laughs> it's a bumpy landing. And while he does definitely eat like a little bit of that night soil, he also manages to chip a tooth on the ground. He runs off screaming. This is what happens when you let the drive into the seas. <laughs> He's covered in shit. <laughs> I'm not feeling well. Lita, go ahead and roll me your artificer's tools. Uh, you can go ahead and use intelligence on that. That was exceptionally kind of you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so my intelligence modifier is plus three. Mm -hmm. With my tools, it makes it a plus five, which makes that a total of six. <laughs> <laughs> you notice that fitted on Troth's neck is some kind of metallic collar. You swear to God you've seen one before. You have no idea where. But then again, you can't remember where you're from right now either, so it's not really saying much. Hey, what's up with the fashion statement, Bungus? <laughs> Bungus the fungus. Pawing at his neck, Troth realizes that there's something there. No, I am forbidden to wear metal. <laughs> Take it off me! As you feel it, you realize it's made entirely of ergon. Ooh. I, uh... Might be able to help with this one. Oh, no, no, no. I've I, I, I've got this one. I'll, I'll help you with it. Fire away. <laughs> so generous. Would you like to go ahead and roll uh, dexterity uh, tinker's tools to remove this? Yes, I do. Troth just stands at like a perfect 90 degree angle, like bent at the waist for you to access his <laughs> neck meat. That's going to be a 16. Much better. You don't know what it is you're taking off of him, so you're not sure what it's going to do when it comes off. Which makes you completely unsurprised when Troth screams out in pain for probably the first time since you've met him. Ah! As you try to remove what you now recognize as a standard primordial core control collar, you realize you're pulling away something that is immediately connected to his vital essence. Nope, 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 nope. It's integrated. Oh, jeez. You want me to, uh, 
<clears throat> take a whack of that one now. I don't think it's coming off. I didn't say take it off. I know how to figure out what it do. <laughs> well, uh, go ahead, I guess. You, you know you're due. <laughs> I'm going to reach up and make sure I'm not wearing something like that, too. You are not. Oh, thank the gods. The collar itself seems to be made of interlocking pieces of ergon. It has a few small hook-like features coming up from the top of it, no doubt designed to hold the spherical shape of a primordial core. If anybody here has knowledge arcana and is trained in it, you're more than welcome to try. Could I instead cast Identify? Absolutely you can. Sweet. Keeping in mind, of course, that your uh, long rests take one week in this season, so spell slots might be pretty precious. This is true, but this seems important. Fair enough. We might have time for you to do it as a ritual if you want. It's only 10 minutes. That's a good idea. Okay. That's a very good idea. You go ahead and do that. I'll, I'll finish what I started. You hear a ding as a metallic canister over by Iris and the bodies seems to be ready. <laughs> I don't have enough acid to dip them, but I can at least get their fingerprints. Stop telling me what you're doing. <laughs> While you begin your ritual to cast Identify, Lida begins moving towards the bodies with a jug of acid. And these fingerprints, they're valuable? <laughs> Just so everybody knows, the general Nodite level of technology is around 1820s to the 1860s. So we're talking just at the cusp of the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. I mean, probably not to anyone else, but, you know, they might be valuable to us or uh, their absence, maybe. So let's just uh, take care of that and their dental records. Don't mind me. I'll just be over here. I would cherish any opportunity to study these teeth. Well, if you want to help me pull them, you know, it's like pulling teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it is like what it is. Yeah, I got two sets of pliers. Come here. Be careful. Some of them have not perished, but are simply knocked unconscious. As Sir Troth says this, you hear a kind of a hissing moan coming from the man with the lizard tattoos on his face. Hey, Lou. What? Uh, is there anything else that's identifiable? What about the genital? It ain't no weird anatomy lesson. I just want to learn what the magic ring around the mushroom man does. Okay, well, I'll remove the genital just to be safe. Their genitals or his genitals? <laughs> Dear God. To have your genitals outside. Mm. Why does it vibrate? Marvelous. Lita, while you're examining this body, go ahead and roll me a quick medicine check. Five. Wow. <sighs> wow. Yeah, that's good. You don't know what killed him. You don't know why they're bleeding. You don't really care. But what you do care about is that both of them have what looks like a bugle tattoo on the inside of their right wrist. Did you say a bugle? A bugle. A bugle. Not the corn chip. Damn it. <laughs> is, is the one still moaning? The two dead ones have the tattoo. Hey, uh, a couple of these guys got some, uh, got some weird ink. And I think one of them's still wriggling. Gigil is going to attend to the living one. Mm -hmm. I want to see if they are in life-threatening condition. And if not, inspect their teeth. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You don't you don't take teeth out of a living guy. What are you kind of some some kind of sicko? I'm just studying them. That's dentist shit. That's like the most evil kind of person there is. There are no dentists on my island. Yeah, there's no dentist on the mitten either. If we catch wind that you're a dentist, we send you off in a rocket. 
So you're not big on Tooth Fairy then, are you? Don't say her name! <laughs> Why is it that our allies field dress the fallen? Are they planning to preserve the meat? I frankly don't know. I've always found it's best to let a dead Nodite lie. The living that you are examining has teeth that have been filed to match the faux lizard-like aesthetic. But one thing you definitely notice about him is he is very human and doesn't seem to have been affected by this dreamt quality that they're all accusing you of. This is most definitely what one would call a human. They're just disguising themselves with much dedication. They've really fucked up these teeth. <laughs> Look up. As you examine the man with the wolf helm, you realize that the wolf helm itself is also made predominantly out of ergon, the inside of which is covered with runes, no doubt designed to trigger the spell that you saw earlier, where his head turned into a literal metal wolf's head. Oh, this thing's ergon. Oh, sweet puppy. It would be worth about 200 ardor if you were to just break it down into its component parts. I would like to remove it. Absolutely. Uh, go ahead and give me either a medicine or survival check to remove it cleanly. Ah, that is a 22. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. In the presence of something of monetary value, <laughs> Lita finally wakes up. You managed to remove the ergon hooks that were designed to dig into his neck. No doubt the blood fueled the transformation. This is the Ulfhelm. The Ulfhelm, when worn, cannot be removed except by remove curse. It allows you to transform your head into that of a metal wolf, giving you a 2d8 bite attack. Yeah, it's not really my style, but, uh... Ooh. <laughs> Gotta love the finish. As you finish your Identify spell, you recognize this for what it is. This core control collar is designed to be placed on a primordial core to make sure that its energy doesn't get out of control and cause damage to the ship. It is also designed to prevent any residual dream inside of this core from bleeding out into the people around it. You imagine this was designed for a small craft or minor vessel, but it's been retrofitted and modified to affect people like Troth. Does it also have those ergon hooks that you mentioned on the helm? I know I haven't seen that, but from what you described, there was a similar sort of property happening. It does. However, these are removable. Excellent. Okay. From what you can tell, it is literally actively modifying Sir Troth's anima. Well, Troth, I got some fun news and I got some less than fun news. Do you like first? I care not to just wish to have this cursed metal off my neck. All right, well, we got an overzealous mechanic we need to find an ass of and kick it. And whatever this is, is trying to change you. So let me see if I can do anything about popping this off of you. I can take the pain. Again, if you'd like, you can roll Arcana if you're trained. I will make an Arcana check now that I understand a little more about it and I am trained. Guidance. And I will take guidance. <laughs> Hold. Very. Stale. Cinematically, you are all still quite drunk, but you will not be under the effects of drunkenness for the sake of disadvantage. You already suffered enough, I believe, in the combat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I'll say the adrenaline has definitely cleared things up for you. Ooh, that is an 18 total. Beautiful. As soon as you remove the collar, Sir Troth's posture changes dramatically. It comes back in a flash. The conversation. The dreaded conversation. <laughs> 
you were standing surrounded by your drunken friends, each and every one of them making an ass of themselves in a place whose name you can no longer remember. It was a mechanic. That much is certain. Foe had been having a conversation with the two proprietors. You asked, simply. Why would you choose to intoxicate yourself thusly? Oh, friend, if you've never had it, you can't understand. I don't believe such fluids would cloud my mind and lubricate my senses. No, I'm sure you're about 90% liver. But I think I've got an idea. I wasn't asking. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cartwright, you got one of them colors around? Yes, yeah, sir. Here you go. He passes him the collar that you're now wearing. Now look, this one won't be exactly like getting drunk, but it'll be fun, at least for a little while. Something novel. It's designed to kind of open up your perceptions, show you things you're not used to seeing, give you a bit more deeper connection to nature. Like some sort of spell? Exactly like some sort of spell. Hmm. Don't worry, no long-term damage. Aside from the hooks, but that'll heal nice and quick. And look, if you're uncomfortable with it, I'll take it off as soon as you put it on. Nothing to worry about. Go on, you squadgy wood ear. Think of it as a bonding experience. Take a sip. With your new crew. Us. They call it a bonding experience, but I'm feeling very separated from myself. <laughs> and yet closer to them, so maybe, maybe it's worth an attempt. Hey, if you don't put it on, I will. Never gotten core drunk. <laughs> In the pursuit of getting closer to the nature of this world, I suppose it's worth a try. Exactly. Everything's worth a try. As soon as it clamps on, your world expanded and your memory retracted. You're back in the alley, surrounded by exactly what the nature of this world is. Blood, vomit, bile, and shit. Come. Pardon the intrusion, Route Director Blair. I've come across an issue that I believe warrants your attention. Well, out with it, son. Yes, sir. It has come to my attention that a survey of the Red Heart Line showed a 9% increase in aether resistance. <clears throat> and air pressure readings have dropped 6%, sir. Ignoring the fact that I have no idea who you are. Press Officer Macaulay Doddridge, sir. My apologies. And ignoring the fact that you seem to believe me incapable of reading my own surveys. Of course I meant no offense, Director Blair, sir. Only... And ignoring your repeated interruptions? Very good. I feel the most pressing question is why you, a press officer, are reporting to me, Route Director, instead of your direct superior. You see, sir... I thought, sir, I'm sorry, sir, as the issue pertained to route health. I see no reason to raise the alarm over a single-digit variance. But, sir, Nidrosilly Weave protocols clearly state that following any change greater than 5% within a single quarter for aether air pressure or aetheric resistance requires total route closure and redirection. Dudridge, was it? Yes, sir. Thank you for bringing this to my attention, Dudridge. Of course, sir. Uh, you're, you're welcome, sir. It is vital for the smooth operation of West Barony Mercantile to learn who is and who is not a team player. 
I... Uh, I'm a team player, sir. I only... <laughs> of course. I'm sure you only wish to ensure the safety of our profits. Any good company man should keep one eye on the margins. Well, allow me to edify you. You see, an unplanned route closure is what's known as a catastrophic loss scenario. You know what catastrophic loss means, of course. This means a 5-10% to 10 reduction in company-wide profits, whereas a planned closure could mean as little as 1-5% to 5 losses. See your little survey right here? That's good. See, your little survey is all the way down here at the bottom of my inbox. But all this could take months to work through, which, as it so happens, is the amount of time it might take to plan a route closure. And if a tear should open, and if a vehicular asset should be lost in the interim, that is a profit reduction in a single department of less than 0.1%. And that includes compensating the families of any employed assets. I understand, sir. So... Unless the simpering fertilizers on that overgrown garden they call a continent should write me directly, demanding cessation of a given route, we'll go ahead and roll the old chariots along. Of course, sir. I'm sorry, sir. It won't happen again. I should think not. Uh, oh, Dadridge? Uh, yes, Route Director Blair? A quick maths problem for you. If a ship, her crew, and all her cargo should come to less than 0.1% of shipping profits. Can you tell me what the untimely loss of a press officer and his family compensation package might come to? Less. Oh, I should think so. Run along now. The papers won't write themselves. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey all you cuties. I freaking love this season. It is such a strong start. I am, I'm stoked to be back in the player seat, first and foremost. And the whole cast is just really vibing and in sync. Honestly, I can't think of a better time for new listeners to jump in. Two big fatty seasons is seriously daunting, but a fresh start with a sick new world and no baggage from the previous seasons seriously makes Shattered World like a fantastic entry point. So please, if you get a chance, tell your friends about us. I'm sure you've been talking their ear off about us for a while, so maybe this is the opportunity to really get them. My new solo show, The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, also known as Thorb, is a horror anthology medical mystery. It released its first mini-episode today, that means there's two bits of content available for you, and we're calling these mini-episodes Addenda. 
They're designed to give a little bit more detail and keep interest up while listeners wait for the monthly releases. I am really fired up about this project, and while the numbers aren't huge yet, I think folks are really going to love it. If you haven't listened yet, please do, and if you have and like it, please consider giving us a five-star review and sharing us. And while I have nothing against Spotify for regular listening, I would strongly recommend listening through Podcast Addict or something else, one of the aggregators that pulls from Apple. Apple really is kind of the benchmark for this thing, and so the more people listening on that, the better. Right now, probably even this very second, Law is working on the final formatting and details for Season 3's Patreon. So we should have that by next week, and I want to thank you all for your patience on that. If you have any questions, requests, or suggestions for tier rewards, or if there's anything keeping you from donating, please join the Discord and let us know. You can also find more information at slapdashstudios.com. But for now, let's get you back to the action. Herbal Elvenses is the number one provider for Elvin self-care cleaning products, like shampoo, body wash, and personal fragrances. Scents that inspire scenes of serene forests, trickling streams, and fresh fields of flowers. Well, now there's a product from our Elven laboratories for the working elf, the elf who doesn't have time for a different ungent for each and every nook and cranny. Introducing Herbal Elvenses 23-in-1 Miracle Scrub. So many uses, we can hardly fit them all into one commercial. And yet, we're going to anyway. Degreasing shampoo, anti-dandruff conditioner, exfoliating body wash, moisturizing lotion, floral toothpaste, antifungal scrub, elk dewormer, salad dressing, jousting lube, muscle moistener, ocular sunscreen, genital toner, deck polish, spell component, crab repellent, boil melter, hoist fabricator, silhouette sharpener, tattoo remover, snail poison, hole widener, hole tightener, and wife banisher. 23 uses in just one bottle. Now that's value. Herbal Elvins' 23-in-1 Miracle Scrub. It's not snake oil if it's from elves. We're elves, not snakes. Your memories have not returned, but you do know how you got this collar on. I... I remember part of our evening. I see it. Hey, that's great. You got any names? Any places? We were in some kind of machine shop with tools. They were working. And you were all acting quite foolish while imbibing your brown fluids. (laughs) Now when you say brown fluids... There were many colors, but most were in brown bottles. Oh, good. Continue. And... Foe was there. He told me the collar would make me closer to all of you and connect me with nature. But it simply cut me off from myself. I can still feel it stinging. But you do notice that the holes in his neck are very slowly regenerating. Sealing up. That's not exactly what this is supposed to do, but I suppose it could be a side effect. We came here to find a shipwright, yes? Someone to work on the heart? Aye, we did. Maybe we were there. That could have been what it was. But I would not know how to find it. Are you telling me we can't remember our ship getting fixed up? It may not have happened yet. We should try to follow the clues 
of our path backwards and find where we were. We have no time to mutilate these strangers, leave these bodies to the local fauna as nature intended. As you say that, you hear chittering from numerous raccoons and other creatures crawling from the trash. Ah, Begsworth has brought his allies. <laughs> a feast for the prince. Ah, so it did link your little mind with the nature of this place. Hmm. Well, it at least helped me meet some interesting raccoons. That's fair. <laughs> and a corpse possum or two. Look, Truff, you're a bloody sage. Do you think you'd be able to find that place? I can try. That's better than what any of us got. Hey, you two. <laughs> What's up? Time to leave. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm just about done here anyway. Horrible. Yeah, uh, flesh bodies are gross. Hey, Lou. What? Yuck. Stop trying to bite me. Is this part of the funereal rites of these people? It's about to be. Funereal rites? I don't, I don't know what they practice. You sure nailed the funereal wrongs. Look, I'm just making sure that we don't leave a trail that can be followed. It's definitely going to be some kind of trail. Oh, I had assumed you were imposing your funereal rites onto them. Oh, no. We, uh, we burn our dead. Or, you know, throw them out the old chute. It, it just depends. It's situational. Whatever's closer. <laughs> hey, from gob you're born into gob you'll return. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go with gob. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose starting from where we sort of came to, I will attempt to follow any tracks or scents or clues of our movement from where we were before. You are standing outside of a tavern currently. Mm -hmm. This tavern is at the intersection of every alley on this block. Imagine this block as nine buildings deranged in a grid. This one is in the middle. Unlike most places, it doesn't have a courtyard or any other kind of central empty space for people to be communal. Just a bar. To anyone but Troth, that would seem like the obvious place to start. I will search cautiously for every fabric, every scent and hair of our path. Now, I'm, I'm liking the ambition, but with where my mind's at right now, let's just ask at the bar. Hmm. The bar. Darlu will gather his allies together, like herding cats, <laughs> and get toward the bar. The bar itself doesn't have a name. The bar itself doesn't seem to have any windows that you can see through. Inside, there is a quiet tinking of glasses, no music to speak of, and it seems to emanate no warmth. Ah, so it's an oddite wine bar. When you push the door open, you realize why this place is nestled into this small area. The patronage here are not the local denizens. They are not the workers that come down from the factories. These are bad people. And no doubt where you found the bad people you just killed. I hope they have my spear and shield. I would like to have them return to me very much. The woman behind the bar looks at you with her one good eye, the other one milky, the eye patch lifted up so that she can get a closer look at the mug she is washing with a dirty rag. Her red hair is in makeshift accidental dreads, one central large one coming down the back like a beaver tail. She looks at you and smiles with teeth that would no doubt overpower the smell of the meager carvery of mysterious meats cooking in the corner if you were close enough to get a whiff. What, son? 
I take it you did for them. Little bit of that and little bit of can't stay away from you, Gorgeous. You bleeding? I can lick spit all that right up if you need. Ah, it's fine. We know how to pack these with mud and carry on. Why, oh why? Well then, why don't I get you another cuppa? Can't argue with that. <laughs> Hold on, let me roll. I really like. <laughs> I have arguments to make. <laughs> she slops down a mug of warm bread water. It smells like a yeasty biscuit left in a coffee mug overnight. Ah, a proper wet cookie. <laughs> Troth is going to reach out and grab the cup and pour it into the equivalent of the nearest house plant. <laughs> which is a spittoon from which seems to be growing an odd kind of algae. Give you a stern look with beady white eyes. You still have to pay for that, you know? It's polite, Troth. Not until we find out where we've been. <sighs> where you been? Lost I heard you came from up the way of Lankirk Dock. Lankirk Dock? Lankirk, aye. You had a bit of trouble after you. How could I forget something like that? Well, I always got a bit of trouble after me somewhere. <laughs> Was there a man with us while we were here? A strange man in a yellow coat? A thinnier? Oh, I think my last thinnier was about a month ago. I assume this place is like a buffet for them. Nah, nah, quite the opposite. It's too much, see. We got too many folk. We're bleeding with it, this thing. So they like to go to places and keep them clean. This is like trying to keep my undercarriage clean. On uphill battle. <laughs> a mighty quest indeed. You better treasure in a peach. I seem to have lost my armaments. Have you seen a spear and shield? You can't have no weapons here, not the Axbury. Not in most of them, really. Then where would they have been kept? Well, I don't know. Might be on your ship. I imagine you're not from around here. Or maybe the band took it off you. Hmm. Knew it. We were burgled by musicians. No, you muppet. The band. Band saw. Law. You was burgled by the law, ain't we all? True that, true that. But... <clears throat> This senior speaks in the same riddles as Kithkin. Oh, everybody around here speaks a little bit of the Kithkat. Great. Hey, um, where'd you say we came from again? Lankirk Duck. Lankirk Duck. Maybe I can make a map. Do you have any crayons? What the fuck's a crayon? <sighs> you know, crayons. It's like lipstick for your homework. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never heard of no lipstick. She says, leading you to question the brown of her lips. I think Gedgel's got enough paint for all of us. It's close enough. If you need paint, I can supply that. She paints you a small map. It genuinely looks like it was drawn by a child, but it does lead you where you're supposed to go. Langkirk Dock in East Axbury, which is where you apparently are. Well. Given that you spend this time in a warm place having a casual conversation, this half hour constitutes a short rest. Sweet. Though it does not seem like the environment to be healthy, I'm going to spend some of my hit dice. Hey! With a sliver of mystery meat from the carvery, mm. a hunk of crusty bread, and out of Troth's immediate view, another bowl of this bread mess, you're able to kind of recover a little bit of the damage that was done to you, with no small amount of help from your own natural magical herbal assistance. 
I don't know how they managed to bake bread that's all crust. (laughs) I am typically nourished by decay and cast off. I see none, but I feel it everywhere. (laughs) You head back out into the night, which you realize will become dawn before too long. The way to Langkirk Dock takes you across Rickadell Cross, Innsbell Road, and down Ferry Grand. These are words that have no meaning to you. But the signage is impeccable. The municipality here seems to be on top of most of the infrastructure. The roads, despite being cobblestone, are well-paved and well-maintained. The gutters, despite their filth, drain well. And the guards, which seem to be plentiful, are always on watch. Particularly watching you. You are not the only dreamt here, as you take a look around and see numerous former humans but you are certainly the most noticeable with your injuries your ruffled look and the smell of liquor and alcohol firm on your body trough they ain't never seen a mushroom cap quite like yours i'm surprised with all of the refuse in the streets there are not more funguses around i think they go to hungry bellies Mm. many of them spit when they see darlu or litabug both of your people known for raiding a jealous of your tail, too. And a greeting to you as well. <laughs> <laughs> the next one that spits at Lita gets a wet, hot loogie to their face as Lita returns the greeting. Oh, we're sharing fluids? <laughs> the commoner dodges out of the way of your thick loogie and immediately runs, realizing they might be biting off more than they can chew against four hardened adventurers. Well... Hardened, looking at Gigil. <laughs> You're lost. Goblin spits good for the immune system. Sir Troth, these are insults, not greetings. Ah, I thought it seemed rather dumb as a greeting. <laughs> to waste one's moisture. But yes, they are openly throwing their grievances at us. I see. Then we are not welcome in this place. And their eyes upon us are not out of respect but out of mistrust. And by spitting back, we say, no, we should be here. Very good. <laughs> yeah, you can hurl any fluid at him, really. Get weird with it. Gidrel, isn't any punch from you an exchange of fluids? There is respect there. <laughs> Damn right there is. But once again, my sect strives for solidity. It's always sex with you. <laughs> Every experience I have does provide to the reproduction of myself. Gross, 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 <laughs> gross, gross. If you think about it, you are like the parents nope, to my... Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> We're not having this combo. I respect that your clan has learned to harden themselves so there are no unprotected sects. <laughs> <laughs> when you finally find yourselves at Langkirk Dock, it is only just now beginning to close up shop. You imagine you are somewhere in the neighborhood of 3 a.m. The structure itself is surrounded by a mid-height palisade, not designed to keep raiders out per se, but designed to allow maximum visibility to the dock workers who stand atop it. They wave in ship after ship and guide others out. But as you enter the dock proper, you notice a couple of things. One, this place has a sign that says, no dreamt, no league. And two, your ship is nowhere to be seen. 
Nice to see they've rolled out the royal greeting for us. How will we pursue if we are not allowed here? We conveniently forget how to read. As we've been wandering these streets, a name keeps swirling around in my foggy memories. Cartwright. I'm certain I heard it. Gotta have friends somewhere around here. You're at the wrong dock. A man steps forward, a stevedore moving equipment and crates off of and onto a particularly large but somewhat battered galleon. And as soon as we find what we're looking for, we're out of here. You know, Cartwright. I got no problem with threat myself, but, um, Cartwright, you're at the wrong dock. But I remember you. I'm quite memorable. Hopefully it's for the right reasons. It isn't. Ah. You was hauled off by the band. Not out not long after you got into that fight. Another fight? Wonderful. You've been making trouble elsewhere, have you? I'm trouble everywhere. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Well, if you're looking for your ship, it's probably at ease, dog. And, um, how do we get there from here? What? In Asbury? To the east, dock. And don't just say, go east, because I think I got that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate to break it to you, that's how it comes down, son. <sighs> you're very good at your job. Take the Havisham. It's the main road. It's easy enough. There's a reason we're on the opposite sides. Ah. Cause it's west. Aye. Directions be cruel. But, um, watch out. If you've been causing more problems, keep an eye out for the band. I think I got all their songs memorized. Thanks, though. He holds up two ardor coins and winks at you. You're not sure where he got them, but you suspect it might have had something to do with you. Oh, I tip generously. Well, it's like they say, east is greased. And what would west be? Why would you want to go west? Let's let's leave. <laughs> if we are sought out by others, perhaps we should travel quietly in the shadows. You're right. As much as I want to parade my tail on high. You begin to move into the dark alleys of Axbury, and it's there that you realize there is no difference between dark alley and main road. Everywhere you go, the law can be found. Everywhere you go, the seedy underbelly is present. You don't know if this represents all of Nod, or just this one barony, but you do know that you are not welcome. A point further punctuated when you realize that at the end of each alley, on the intersection in which you stand, a guard waits to take you into custody. The Saga Daralun Aranan Avahan, verse 2. Those who bury their axes instead of using them, and other dead fools. Have you had the chance to ask younger Daralu how his first raid he were to lead on Nodite Shores were to go, it wouldn't fucking look like anything it did, that's for damn sure. I'd always heard that them on Nod fight like children, but I never expected them to be armed like them too. There are sharper tools back on Innisgard and tradesfolk's gardens and fishers' rowboats. Now, I won't be so bold as to say that one of them didn't give me a sound thrashing, pulp-headed as he was, but the rest of his ship-thieving lads crumpled like near-winter leaves. Mayhaps that should teach me a lesson in humility that stays with me for the rest of my days, but I'm not inclined to give those who tried to teach it the satisfaction. Speaking of satisfaction, if that 
bone bargainer that cornered us in the alleyway and practically begged us to be some slip-tailed villains crosses my path again, I'll leave them wishing they tried pissing uphill instead. My kind don't sell out that easily, and we sure as hell don't do what you tell us to do just because you said so. Everyone I send to meet their kin who passed will have it coming. Anyway, Sir Troth would defect if we went that kind of feral, and I can't be having that for my crew. Sir Troth is one hell of a mushroom. If he grew in our wood, the foul inlanders would be dead in a fucking season, and he'd bathe in epics, poems, and stories. But I'm not sure he'd like all the verses to come. That cap atop him is so full of do-gooder myths that it may crack when he learns that things aren't ever that way. Nothing is ever split that evenly. If we're lucky, that'll happen on land, where he's not around the core he tends to like a sickly lover. Stonefather save us when he sees our first night raid. I protect my crew with every beat of my heart and every breath in my chest even if that means protecting them from one of our own. No doubt in my mind I'd need all my courage against him, and a lot of arrows, and a very good vantage point. On that same note, if anyone catches my ship aflame again, I'm gonna find a lean and hungry older bear and fucking feed him to it! Even if that person is me. My poem's coming along nicely. Here's the second part. But elder, hear me. The worlds are so large, elder grown into your throne. Elder, hear me, are your eyes upon those afar? Elder, stoic and all alone. Elder, hear me, the waves are long scarred. Elder, dull, where you once shone. the law and the law is still there we fought the law and the law is still there law still on the table law still on the table uh oh <laughs> we're just gonna mutilate a lot of bodies today i guess yeah just uh, do some harm there are yeah. no mutilating again and we took we took the hypocritical oath do all the harm the hip the hypocritical <laughs> oath the hypocritical oath <laughs> Punch first, ask questions, never. Look, I hit a guy with a broom and then farted some spores. (laughs) (laughs) It's my self-defense mechanism. I'm not sure if we mentioned this in the first chapter, but just so all of the audience is aware, uh, we are using a rule in this season whereby a long rest requires a week of rest. Short rests act as normal, but a long rest requires a week. This is to give a sense that there is an immediate threat and to make it so that it's not so much of a, okay, they go on a quest, they blow all their spell slots, and then they're immediately fully healed. (laughs) I don't even know what fully healed is. I expect to be at no HP for the rest of the campaign. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. It's just just a spit on (laughs) spellcasters. Thanks, me. I can't wait to get to level five when I get my bardic inspiration back on a short rest. Hell yeah. This place nasty. This place is nasty. I I do enjoy the the just pre-industrial London feeling of all of it. Mm-hmm. The the fucking shit rivulets, <laughs> the 
the eavesdroppings, the seedy, smoky alleyways. There's also a lot of like masks and costumes, though. I feel like we'll at any point we could turn from like shit town into an eyes wide shut scenario. <gasps> I, I am so excited for the meeting place of both of those things, eyes wide butt. Just a bunch of gross Cockney nautites, like all naked with fucking domino masks on. <laughs> Roses. Uh, Angelo, do you have a, a title <laughs> recommendation for this episode? Ooh, it's going to be like a Taking Back Sunday song. Um, <laughs> your heart beats faster when you're on the run and oh, okay. I'm on the prowl. Max, like any that. any lines that uh, stand out to you? That was that was oh. Max's quote, by the way. Oh, right, well, thank right. You. Wasn't that? Okay. I Zach, I gotta give this one to you. It, it's a cup full of yeasty biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's clearly <laughs> it. But also, uh, I'd like to examine their teeth. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I had a couple I noted down. I think it was mostly when we were taking like a pause, but. Lita kept referring to the genital. <laughs> the genital. Yeah, you missed that one. Uh, very intentionally not pluralizing it. Um, lipstick for homework was fun. Mm. Lipstick for homework is very good. Mm. Lipstick for homework is fantastic. A lot of general dentistry hatred, and I thought that was good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, to give myself a little pat on the back, unprotected sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unprotected, unprotected sex is... All right, all right. The vote, uh, raise your hand or say aye for which one you want to vote for. Feel free to vote as many times as you want. Cupful of yeasty biscuit. I, I mean, it fits the tone of the episode. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, that's that's four out of can, five. Can we change it to like a cup of yeasty cup biscuit? Of yeasty cup biscuit? Of, cup of, yeah, a cup of yeasty biscuit. Uh, lipstick for homework. I, it's good, I but is it relevant to the, to the episode? Mm, good point, good point, good point. Unprotected sex. I... We'll save that for later. <laughs> okay, it's it's cup of yeasty yeah, yeah. biscuit. Yeah. That's it. Like, very much yeah. cup of yeasty biscuit. Protected sex. If we were doing puns, <laughs> yes, very clearly. But it, it would be out of tone with the other episodes. For so me, far. lipstick yeah. for homework stands out ahead ahead of the rest. Mm. <laughs> that one's very good. I'm so supportive. I voted for all of them. I know that. <laughs> uh, I want to thank you. I want to thank you all for being here uh, with me uh, as I completely fumble this fucking <laughs> this fucking session. So. Uh, uh, just so everybody knows, I got two split hours of sleep full of nightmares, so I am I am rocking nothing right now. I am running on fumes, but that's one of the reasons why I'm excited about this season. The idea is to let this be a little bit more like Dungeons and Dragons and a little bit less structured, a little bit less uh, bound. And so I basically built this to be kind of like a sandbox. So whatever you decided you wanted to do, I would find a way to make it work. And frankly, I'm really enjoying it. One of my favorite things about this season is how well all of you have done in the last season and how much all of you work together and how I'm looking really forward to all of us continuing to kick ass as a group. We should go to the Green Light District. (laughs) I also want to thank Bree Golden, our map maker. She did the map for the last session's combat. And I want to thank Hedegar, the editor who Law and I are going to get to hang out with for the first time in a good long while tonight. Oh, that's oh, exciting. Hey. If everything goes as planned. Yeah. Choo-choo. Y'all are also welcome to join us at RGB, but Law and I have to do some uh, proper planning. I just learned we're doing it at RGB. I have no problem I mean, with that. I assume no, it's, that's it's totally a four-minute-away bar, unless you have another one you I'd prefer. I'd have no debate for that. It's just, <laughs> yeah, just so if you're hearing this, you can travel back in time four weeks and then join <laughs> us at RGB. I'm yeah. also open to Matt and Hannah if we wanted to drop Max off. Also, look for Zach's house. Your it's doctors. four minutes from Retro Game Bar, and I won't tell you what direction. <laughs> <laughs> this is 
going to be a very exciting season. Um, I'm just I'm just very, very scared of my ability to run something side by side with Law, who is deeply impressive and deeply terrifying. Thank you, Law, for doing such a fantastic job in the first chapter and for uh, keeping me honest as we go forward into this season. My only question is, can I put the Ulfhelm on my dick? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you try, I wish you luck. Mm-hmm.